Hello, Warriors. How are you guys doing today? This is Latrice Carter with Horror Movie, uh, Horror Movie Warriors, and you are uh, listening to the second um, uh, the second episode of my Halloween extravaganza. Um, that's just what I call the um, uh, uh, call it for Halloween. That this is me celebrating Halloween for two weeks. You know, uh, you get three episodes um, fr- from me this weekend, and three episodes from me again next weekend. And today, I am discussing uh, 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 Slumber Party Massacre 3. And I'm discussing it with two guests. I, I have with me my girl, Marlene, who I have not heard from in a while. Uh, uh, Mar- Mar- Marlene, say hello to the listeners, girl. Hello, everybody. And then we have Paul Karkoff back. You know, he was a newbie uh, on um, the uh, Maniac Cop episode. And I enjoyed him and he enjoyed us. I'm so glad. And he is back to talk about this um, movie. Uh, Paul, say hello to the listeners. Hello. (laughs) Well, guys, uh, um, okay, so... What is it about uh, Slumber Party Massacre 3 that is so likable? I actually uh, really liked liked it, even though the acting was... Hmm, some were better than others, I, I will say that. But I actually really loved um, the feel of this movie. I like The pacing was right on track. In my opinion, anyway, I, I really, um, sure there were some flaws um, in the movie, but what movie don't doesn't have flaws, you know? So, what, what is it about um, uh, *Slumber Party Massacre* that you guys like, or the third one in particular? Uh, what is it um, about the third one that you guys like? And Marlene, I'll start with you first. What do you like about this movie? I think I think it's supposed to be intentionally, but it, it's so subtle too. Like, like I'm I'm watching it right now, and it's the, the beginning where they're playing volleyball at the beach. Uh-huh. She goes, she's like, I know you're listing after Frankie, or you know Frank, and then she's like, well, I'll, you're the one that's listing over Michael. Yeah. And she's looking at him. She she goes, he asks for it. She's like, Look at him. <laughs> he's asking for it like they take on the uh like a like the masculine role a little bit like even when uh, Juliet even when Juliet uh even when Ken's like not able to perform she's like well there's other ways to make me happy all right <laughs> <laughs> little things like that and then like like um oh it's just little lines like she's like my mom's going through like menopause you can live with us she's not gonna notice she's going through menopause she's like uh, I can't do that. Plus, my mom found my diaphragm, and I told her it was yours. Now she thinks you're a bad influence. <laughs> and then, like, um, when uh, Janine's eating the cookie dough, and then uh, Juliet's like, you're disgusting. She's like, excuse me if I don't beat the shit out of you. <laughs> and then, uh, just little lines like that. She's like, I just love older men. You know, Maria. Uh-huh. I just love older men, such gentlemen. I'm like, what? Is, what is this? And then yeah, when they come in, when uh, 
when Jackie invites them in, uh, she's like, well, did you bring beer? Like, that's not all we brought. And they're like, well, come on in. What'd you bring? <laughs> just, like, yells it. I'm like, oh my god. You know, little things like that. It's just, this movie right here has a little, little bitty, little bitty stuff like that that sticks out to me. Yeah, like, that's not, comments. That's not super important. It is but. kind of a, uh, it, it balanced itself with horror and comedy. Yeah. 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 And what about you, um, Paul? What do you like about this movie? Uh, uh, or, you know, why do you like it? Well, this is my favorite film, like horror film franchise ever. Um, uh-huh. I like every single entry. Um, but um, I like this one because it's like one of the most fun bad movies. It, it, it does bad right and it does good right. Uh-huh. You know, um, it like like the acting is subpar. I mean, it's cheesy. Uh, people do things. <laughs> but that I don't love make my cheese. <laughs> um, you know, but but it's fun and it keeps you. It, it keeps moving constantly. Yeah, uh, I the, like the pacing you know, is very you know, admirable. I, I like I like um, you know this one is. Uh, you know it it does like the fun the cheese um you know the it 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 takes me back to a simpler time yes I guess that's the best way to say what I like about it and and, you know I gotta say this too too. even though the acting was bad you could tell that their hearts were still in it right I mean you could tell that they um still you know, yeah, they, they wanted to make this movie. They wanted to, you know, even though, even though I did read that um, the director of the movie didn't like horror movies at all. And, you know, so a lot of people said that, th- that, that they could tell through, you know, through just how the movie was that the director was not really feeling it. And that, excuse me, that very well may have been. But... I really, I feel the opposite though. I felt like that, well, the actors anyway, I feel like the actors really went for it, even though some yeah. of them didn't have those, that uh, the acting chops, you know, for it, but they went for it anyway. And I think that's what a lot of the independent films is missing today. Uh, they are acting without any heart behind it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they, like, they the passion is the director in, on, on a lot of these newer independent films. Yes. You know. Is there are exceptions, but, you know. Everybody's, yeah, just, like, everybody's just acting like, well, yeah, I'll do this so I can, my face can be put out there. So right. A bigger, something bigger will happen, but I'm I'm just gonna do mediocre. Because you know, like, I, I was mediocre. You know, I was thinking about this last week. I uh, um actually, how um the actors of old, you know, the actors of yesteryear, if you want, you know, um the actors of the eighties, the nineties, they are a dying breed now. Because nobody wants to put in the work. 
and I, uh, you know, I was listening to, um, and I was telling my fiance this, I was listening to the, um, the Lawrence Brothers podcast, you know, Joey, Matthew, and uh, Andy, they got their own podcast. I'm, I'm now. Sure that. Yeah, that is actually, yeah. they're actually very, very good. They talk about any and everything, especially everything 80s. And I, I love everything 80s. And um, um, like, uh, well, they had Raven Simone on their um, podcast. And, you know, like she was saying, she said, nobody wants to work. Nobody wants to work. Uh, you got these young kids and all they're doing is just being on their phones. And, you know, it, 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 she said that she, because, uh, you know, she, you know, she redid, um, oh my goodness, That's So Raven. She uh, rebooted it. And so, you know, she had all these, you know, kids on her, you know, set and everything like that, you know. And then, you know, when she tried to tell them something, the parents would intervene. The parents would be like, oh, they're so young. And, blah. and she was like, well, so was I. I was young. You know, she, she's been acting since she was been four or five years old. The same thing with Joey Lawrence. He's been, you know, and he always says this on the podcast, too, that when he was reading for um, Give Me a Break, you know, he said, if I would have did one mistake, one mistake, he said, I would have been gone. I would have been out. They, they did not play. They did not play back in the day. And so, and I think that's why a lot of these, a lot of these new actors, they just don't give a care. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm so, I'm yeah. sorry. I did not mean to go off on this <laughs> about well, you, that. You used to, you used to be able to have have talent too, not just act. You know, like actors and stuff. Exactly. Like they, they, they'd have something else. Like they tap dance. They can sing. They can do other stuff too like you had to actually have talent back in the day you don't have yeah. to have that now you just have to have a pretty face or or something you know something something charismatic but you don't have you have nothing else to rely on i am going to get into like, a lot of trouble for saying this but i'm going to say it anyway <laughs> and I and people are going to either people will either agree with me or disagree with me. But I, as much as I like Selena Gomez, that girl is not a singer. She actually, I, I used to work at this place called Pops. It's on Route sixty six. It's mm-hmm. a it's a gas station that has a diner that has like over six hundred different types. Mm-hmm. that's why it's called pops and i did not know who she was and they're like selena gomez is here I was like okay <laughs> and they're like we're not letting anyone outside she's got she's got a big old bodyguard and everything and i went outside to go look and i saw her i was like okay like, who is she and they're like you don't watch disney you don't have kids like, i don't have kids no and i don't watch too much Disney, so I had no idea. I had, to, I had to do research on who she was, but I I was like within fifty feet away from her not too long ago. So uh-huh. I was like, mm. Well, she I mean she is a great actress, but she is not a singer, and I feel the same way about Jennifer Lopez too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Great on, acting. Wait, waiting for tonight is a banger. It's a great dance song. But no, she she's not a singer. <laughs> she's she's a fly girl. She's a fly girl. Right? Like you I know. said, she's a dancer. <laughs> she is a dancer. A dancer and an actress. That's what she is. That's what, what she in is. In living color. In living color. Yes, I I, I, I yeah. loved her. I love her dancing. Her and Paula Abdul. I love her. I love both of their dancing. Me too. That was my first crush ever. Yeah. <laughs> I was obsessed. In uh, retrospect, in retrospect, I was like, I did not know what those feelings were when I was a kid. I was like, oh. Right. I really liked her. <laughs> <laughs> I had her VH, Harry VH, VHS tape. All right. All her music videos when I was a kid. I was like, yes. Yeah. Well, she, Paula Abdul was, uh, she was the eighties for the, for the choreography and stuff. She choreographed almost everybody in the eighties, but yeah. So um, she, did coming to, she did coming to America. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But but and uh and, and it's so fitting that um Sleepaway uh Slumber Party Massacre three was made in the nineties because as a matter of fact it came out in nineteen ninety on uh on September seventh, nineteen ninety. And you could kind of tell that this was the early part of the nineties too, because of yeah, the way the that they were dressing and stuff. Um, their yeah, the dialogue. Yeah, it's definitely an early '90s thing. Like uh, Ken's haircut, I think. Oh I gosh! At one point. <laughs> so. <laughs> His hair, dude. <laughs> yeah, I think I think I have like, uh, like Ken's haircut. And Frank's attitude, and because um, I was the first one to drive. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, so let's hop on into the questions. Okay, who was everybody's uh, favorite character? Uh, Paul, I've got to start with you. I have got to know who your favorite character is. I'm going to go ahead with Frank. I think Frank was like a good dude, but yet yeah. he was just like. Somebody who just was like annoyed with all of his friends, and you know. Yeah, I would have uh, been annoyed so yeah, too. Like Frank was awesome. He was. He was. Yeah, uh-huh. he was the one that's like, let's not scare the girls. Let let them have their fun. Yeah. And then, like the real reason is, is because his girlfriend was gonna give him a hard time, and he knew you that know, like, too. He was the one that was gonna get the brunt of the consequences. <laughs> he, oh, yeah, he, right is, he knows how Jackie yeah. is. Yeah. So, yeah, I like Frank. And then um, I liked, um, uh, of the girls, I liked, uh, I liked probably uh, um, uh, Marie the best. Maria? Oh, of the girls. Yeah. 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 And how about you, Marlene? Who is your favorite uh, character? I really like Duncan. I, I thought Duncan was um, a little mixture between like annoying, but like they liked him enough. Like they let him stay in the house after he delivered yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, that's true. They could have yeah. they, they kicked him out, 
And even when they play volleyball, they're like, um, they're talking about the slumber party, and they're like, nobody wants to slumber with you. He's like, I'll slumber outside. And they're like, ew. <laughs> <laughs> you know. But he goes, he pays forty six dollars so he can be in that party. Right, right. And they didn't kick him out. They didn't kick him out. There's like that's okay because nobody wanted him. You know, nobody was gonna slumber with him. Like, right. So, yeah. So he was just in that house, just like, hmm. And then he he saw Ken for who he was too. He's like, weren't you in middle medical school? What brings you back to our town? Right. Yeah. Exactly. 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 Yeah, so I really like I really like Duncan and. um I really liked uh, Diane too. Diane, like, like I said, she's the one that Jackie told her. She's like, "Well, I told my mom that my diaphragm was yours," and she didn't right. say anything. Yeah. Like, 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 <laughs> she was just like, "Okay, well, you know." Right. She's like, "Okay, I'll take that." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever you need to do. <laughs> well, my favorite character—I actually like Susie, even though Susie was kind of Susie she was the, was cool. She was. She was really cool. Even though she was kind of the, um, she was the one who I thought was more um, rigid than a lot of the other girls. <laughs> uh, yeah, she didn't have a big old. She didn't have a bigger part, but yeah, like she 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 had a lot of heart though. Yeah, heart and uh, spoiler alert, she lives. <laughs> Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she made it <laughs> so um but that wasn't why I liked her though I liked her because she was just she just seemed really like you said Marlene she just seemed really really cool and she and she um it, it, she was so oblivious to the fact that Tom liked her you know up mm-hmm. until the up until when he kissed her you know yeah. So <laughs> I, I, I don't really I don't really and appreciate it. Could have saved Marie twice. Oh yeah. The whole thing. Yep, she sure did. They all could have. They all they all could have. <laughs> they all could have saved the the moment. Well, they, they all could have saved themselves had they got out the dang house. I think. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when, when, especially when Maria is trying to get out that window, like, hurry up, girl, move, move, then move. I'm getting out. I know well, that's right. You stabbed at the leg, so, so you know, like, I get like why, but like, can your friends pick your, pick your butt up? You know, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Only weighs a hundred pounds. She you know? like it. Yeah. Like, take that wig off, real quick. Hang <laughs> 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 you down. <laughs> oh gosh! Well, okay. Who is everybody's least favorite uh, character? If my lead, I'll show it through this side. Who is your least favorite my character? Favorite, my least favorite character was probably the lazy cop. Oh yeah. Like I don't understand. Like all you're doing is just sitting there answering the phone call. You're acting like you have to do the most. Right. Yeah. Like even his even his colleague was like, "Well, give me the address. I'll go there when I'm off work. When I'm off the clock, I'll go and check it." He's just like, "Yeah, I don't need this shit." I'm like, "Hey, <laughs> hey, this is your job. What are you talking about?" I love small town cops. Like, <laughs> just like like nothing happens in the you know the neighborhood, and it's just like yeah, I was, you know like 
Like, Eve reminded me so much of uh, William Money's character in Killer Clowns from Outer I was Space. just going to say that, Carl. I was just going to say it. <laughs> like, I love that character, like the cop that doesn't want to do anything but, like, collect a pension. <laughs> you know? He's kind of like a countdown clock till when his pension kicks in. Yeah. Like, I, that's, like, one of my favorite tropes in horror. <laughs> I uh, was Julia, so going Julia to say second, that. Second place. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Juliet's the second place in my dislikes. Like, oh. <laughs> Why? Oh, I don't know. Like, when she comes in, like, well, she obviously she's the. She uh, does the seem kind of ditzy. Of the uh, group. Yeah, she's she the does seem kind of. Group. They're always like, when, when's your latest victim going to call? Like, Obviously, she loves him and leaves him. And then, uh, she's like, I gave gave him your number. And she's like, oh, well, great. I'm glad my mom pays for it to be unlisted. Right. Oh, my gosh. You had to remember when you had to pay to have your phone number unlisted? (laughs) Yeah. And then, uh, just little things like Juliet. Yeah, Juliet is just like, like I said, she's just a Mac daddy. I, I don't know. Maybe I see myself in her. <laughs> <laughs> and how about you, Paul? Who is your least favorite character? Uh, I'm going to probably say Tom was probably my least favorite character. Yeah, high five. He just reminds me as a guy. I know, like, so many of these Tom characters. And... You know, they annoy me in real life, so yeah. this character annoyed me. I'm surprised his name was it Chad. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you, Paul. That's who I had written down, Tom. I did not like him. He was the one who, uh, to me, he indirectly got Michael killed. Yeah. <laughs> in my opinion. He indirectly got Michael killed. So, okay. So, what was everybody's favorite scene? And uh, Paul, I'll start with you um, first with this question. What was your favorite scene in uh, okay. *Summer Brain Massacre* three? All right, my favorite scene is probably the uh, uh, when Duncan buys the pizza delivery shirt and he's oh. like he's like I don't want it to use the address yeah turn around yeah turn around turn around turn around oh my gosh that scene was hilarious um I like the um uh, yeah but like that like it was so weird and I like him and I like it when um uh the guy from the beach returns the book and he's like, and then all the girls. Oh scream. yeah. <laughs> and, like, and um, you know, like he's just like, like I don't know, like he was such a red herring character because you think he's the killer, and then they reveal it's not and right. Can so, no. right. But, like as far as red herring characters go. I, I don't understand his purpose. <laughs> like, why did he go in the basement? You know? Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> and, and Marlene, how uh, how about you? Oh, I'm sorry, Bob, were you finished? Or 
Yeah, I am. Okay. Uh, I didn't want to jump in front of you. Uh, but uh, uh, Marlene, how about you? What was, uh, what was your favorite scene? I Even though it kind of drags out, I really do like the whole slumber party. Like, it's so ridiculous. Like, <laughs> it, it, it takes forever, too. This is the longest slumber party of, of the whole franchise, too. Like, they really focus on that. They're all dancing. Right, right. And like I said, like, it's full of little scenes that makes me giggle. Like, when she, like the, like her sh- shower scene, it was all, she's scrubbing her arm, and then you see her silhouette in the shower, and then now she's getting out. I'm like, okay. This this whole movie, it really feels like there's a lot of fillers. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. it's a lot of, like a lot of B-roll shot, not exactly too much um, A shots, just mostly B shots. And um, the cinematographer, I, I, I haven't brought that up because like, I, I don't know, I, I don't, I've never seen anything else that he's done. He hasn't done a lot, uh-huh. so. Well, but, uh, you know, a lot of them didn't go on to do anything else. Like Juliet, she didn't go on to do anything else. Yeah. You know, this I was have her the, first uh, movie. And last actually, movie. let me look at, look at it. I have the, uh, it's a Shout Factory, but it's also the Roger Corman's cult classics uh, version that I have. Mm-hmm. So, and I, I I got really lucky. I came across this at a, at a vintage stock um, when I started watching the uh, 80s, 80s horror. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I got really lucky. It the first part of the uh, DVD had part one. No, no, I bought part one. This right here had part two and part three. Oh, okay. And it's a Roger Corman's collection from Shout Factory. And and uh, I, I watched I watched it all week, of course, and then uh, I watched it with commentary. Like, I took turns yes. like, after the movie was over. I, I, I love again watching the, the movie with commentary. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, I was trying to bring up Oh, girl, uh, I looked her up last night too. The one is probably one of your fun facts. The pizza delivery girl. I looked her up last night and she's not doing good. Like, we need to really focus on her. Pray and... for her, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, yeah, definitely pray for her because she's not doing too good. Oh wow, that that and that saddens me because you know she uh, and and she is a part of my fun facts, but mm-hmm. I, that was I didn't want to say it. I, I, I was going to let you. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, uh, I, she is a part of my fun facts, but that wasn't one of them because I, I I didn't know that she wasn't doing too good, but um, yeah. I do know, and this is one of the fun facts that I have. I do know that she was Sandra on mm-hmm. Friday the 13th Part 2. And that yep. is one of my fun facts. Uh, but so, so I won't. She's on, she said she's on a Neon Maniacs, too. I need to really watch that again. That's one of my. I have three. never even seen that nor heard of it. So I am, I'm going to have to check that out. Well, I love that movie. 
Maniacs. Yeah. If you ever do an episode on it, I'm 100 percent there. Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. So, well, I already have my 2024 schedule all done, so I will definitely put it on 2025, and you two will be a part of it. <laughs> I'm gonna put that down on my um in my um book today and put you guys down for it. <laughs> But, uh, well, we have to take one uh, quick little break. And then when we get back, I, I'll go ahead and uh, tell my favorite scene. Okay. So we're going to take one break or take a little break. And we'll be right back after this. Do you guys love horror toys? Are you a horror collector? Well, there's a store in Allen, Texas named Elm Street Toys that sells all things horror. You can buy action figures, chucky dolls, board games, and even air freshener. Elm Street Toys is ridiculously inexpensive. You guys can get a Mezco 72 Collective Halloween 2 Michael Myers for $89.99 off of their website. Their website is www.mstreetoys.com. If you guys can't make it into, into the store, you guys can definitely go on their website and shop until you drop. Again, the name is Elm Street Toys. The location is Allen, Texas. And if you guys cannot get to the store, the website is www.elmstreettoys.com. Enjoy your horror toys. All right, Warriors, we are back, and I'm going to go ahead and tell my favorite uh, scene in uh, uh, Slumber Party Massacre. My favorite scene is when Ken is revealed to be the killer. I, I actually, and and I thought that he played it so well. I thought that he was a really good actor. I, 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 don't, I don't know if he went on to do anything else but he was he was one of the better better actors in this film mm-hmm. and i just thought that he played it off so well i did not i did not even even though they kind of hinted at it because you know he was there with with juliet when she went into the shower we see him walk we do see him walking out but then we see somebody going into the shower you know, so we didn't, I, I, you know, and I've got to admit, I did not know that it was Ken. <laughs> you know, I've got to admit that. But we, it feels like we should have known that it was Ken. This is but the only did. one that was a whodunit, though. Yep. The, the first two yep. were, you can we see. We pretty much already pretty knew. Much you know. mm-hmm. Yep. And, uh, and so I was like, so I loved it. I loved that, you know. We didn't know who it was until we knew who it was, you know, and then 
you know, when he, the little scuffle between him and Tom, I, I loved it. I loved it. I, I'm not going to tell any lies. I, I, I love the reveal. Yeah, he's like, you're not supposed to, don't tell anyone your weakness. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> so what is everybody's least favorite uh, scene? And uh, Marlene, I'll start uh, with you for this question. What was your least favorite scene? Well, like I said, a, a lot of these scenes seem like they're kind of dragged out. So like, it feels like they're just filling in the time. But really, um, I know it's supposed to be a red herring, supposed to make you think. But Morgan, when he's in the house, the neighbor. Yes. He's just like, he's extra creepy. Like, he even is. if he wasn't the killer, I would be like, yo, my eye is on you. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's definitely I, like a perv. Yeah, you're, yes. you're perverted. Yeah. Because he was looking at other girls. Mm-hmm. he's like can I come over I'm like no and then but yeah um she's like can I get by can I can I get by you and he's like, oh yeah of course and then and then he's like yeah my financial advisor my accountant says I need to buy something and then it's like, like the whole scene was just like so drawn out I'm like I get it yeah it was it. weird it's, it's, it's that was a up. weird scene yeah it's supposed to be set up to where, like, oh, is it him? Is he the killer? But, like, he's not, but he's also just super creepy. Right, <laughs> right, right. Now, I have a question. Did he get killed in in this movie? I didn't see that. Did mm-hmm. you guys see that? Don't okay, I didn't. Okay. No, okay. he called the police, and the police finally came because he called. Yes, yes, yes. That I do remember. I do remember that. And I just couldn't. Re- I just and, yeah, he's a doctor in the movie. He's this is Doctor So and So. Oh I'm yeah. <laughs> and they're like, yes, you get sir. to that yeah, right away, sir. We're going. Yeah, we'll go right there. Right, right. They wouldn't go when the girls called, but darn it, a doctor has called. Let's get our butts over there. and and how about you Paul what was your uh, least favorite uh, scene I think the scene that made me the most mad was when Maria is killed (laughs) and like they're getting ready to kill her and then you just pan and it's like all of her friends are like right there can grab the drill and take him out yes and they don't her death was totally unnecessary, um, you know, and I was like, like when they pan up and you just see them and they're standing right there by the door. So they're not leaving and they're also not, you know, stopping their friend from getting assaulted and murdered. Right. So, and it's, like, it's a long that scene, scene too. Like, made me so mad. I was like, I was like, what? What? Why? You know, like. She like they're just out, like dude. the I mean uh was it Susie was in the kitchen like right next to it? Mm-hmm. And uh oh my gosh, Marie, that's Maria, the... Maria saved Susie too. Yeah. Yeah, so she did. Susie couldn't return the favor, you know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like none of y'all could like make a noise so that he goes off and then you can go either above or below the table. Right. Um, to, to safety. 
I mean, they could have. There's so many scenarios that could have that could have worked with that scene. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the table wasn't even like turned, <laughs> like so that like you could go either above it or below it. Like they didn't have it with like the table part of it up against the door where you could, you know, like blocking it. Right. You know. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Oh gosh. Well, okay, so uh, uh, whose kill scene was your favorite? And uh, Paul, I'll go to you um, for this one. Uh, whose kill, kill scene was your favorite? It's got to be Michael uh, with the for sale sign. Oh. <laughs> yeah. That's got to be it. I love a good impaling scene. Um <laughs> And, uh, you know, that is, that one is great because like the for sale sign like shrinks and then it gets bigger <laughs> when oh, they yeah. put it back. <laughs> and there's like no damage anywhere or, you know, to the door. There's no blood anywhere for when they open the door after he takes the light out. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know. But yeah, it's got to be Michael's. And Marlene, who's your uh, favorite uh, kill scene? I really do like that, too. Uh, what is that called? Like, crime of passion, when they find, like, a weapon that's just there and works. Yeah. But also, I really like uh, the first kill. Because I, I believe the undertone of this movie is, like, sexual abuse. Yes, and with yeah. and 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 the the first girl that gets killed in her car, like the way she is drilled, it's supposed to look like it's sexual, cause like yeah, yeah, uh, that's what I was thinking too. And then after, and and then the the blood and gore of that too is really good. Like this actually yeah. has like some pretty good gore, uh, for when it does show gore. And uh, but yeah, that first kill. You can obviously tell that what all these other movies are trying to say, like the drill is like a, a metaphor. So oh, right. But yeah, like it's, it's thrusting. And then when she's dead, like the hand slumps over the handle, like, like it's spent, you know, like, like it's done something, you know? Yeah. Right. So that right there definitely sets the course of this movie, the whole movie, like especially Ken Ken's um uh you know problematic right his sexual abuse yeah so it, it definitely sets the sets the tone for that but so yeah that that I guess for what this movie is and what it's trying to do that is my favorite kill but yeah I do like the uh, for sell sign uh kills yeah it, it, that was that, that was creative for sure whoever yeah, thought yeah. of that they was put it back very too. He, he puts it back like no we didn't use this <laughs> <laughs> yeah but but you know what i uh, um and and i know uh you you said duncan was your favorite character um uh marlene but i to me, he had the best death scene. <laughs> yeah. I loved his yeah. death scene. I I, I loved you know, it was very reminiscent 
of Jackie in the first uh, uh, Slumber Party Massacre when she goes mm-hmm. down the steps and she's thinking that is um, uh, the girl from across the street. She opens up the door and zoom, you know, yep. the jeller killer just uh, gets her right in the neck. Well, he, well, Duncan opens the door and he gets it right in the gut. So, yep. <laughs> so I, I really, really liked that um, kill scene. And also, though, I do like the way that he got Tom too. I, I, I like, like I said, I like the little scuffle between him and Tom. And then when, when uh, he gets the chainsaw and cuts off Tom's feet. <laughs> I thought that was was good, too. So, Yeah, never tell them your weakness. Right. Oh, gosh. All right, guys. Well, we have come to my last question, which is my deep question. Uh, How does number 53 pertain to the Bible? And I'll I'll go first this time, guys. Uh, Now, uh, uh, Slumber Priority Message 3 doesn't really have a deep message to it, except for Ken himself, and which, you know, Marlene just pointed out, you know, is about him being sexually abused by his uncle. Uh, and, you know, uh, so uh, I'm, uh, you know, I'm guessing when his uncle killed himself, Ken just snapped, you know, uh, and when he was being abused by his uncle, that was not his fault, nor was it his choice. You know, the uncle took his choices away. But however, once his abuser was gone, he could have chosen not to kill. He could have chosen not to go down the road to destruction or the road to even more destruction. Uh, It makes you wonder if, if, if he got any help for what happened to him. And that's why the scripture that I came up with was Proverbs um, 11 and 14. It stood out to me. It says, um, where there is no guidance, a people falls. But in an an abundance of counselors, there is safety. And, you know, just think of how different Ken would have been had had he had the right counselors and the right guidance, too. So that that that's just what I came up with, and I came up with that early this morning. I was uh, looking for scriptures, you know, of, of um, uh, sexual molestation, and this uh, this scripture just happened to be in there, you know the scripture, one of the scriptures that I was reading, and I thought, well, it kind of goes with Ken because he didn't have anybody to to teach him. Or to tell him that, uh, you know, what your uncle did to you was wrong. It wasn't your fault. It wasn't your choice. But you do have the choice to now go on with your life and not be a psycho deranged killer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so. Uh, but uh, so Marlene, do you have any um, opinions on ha- how it could pertain to the Bible? I do. Um, I also have um, some sexual assault facts too. All right. Because because it's like when when people think of sexual assault or molestation, they always think of females. Yes. So you're right about it. 
when it comes to males and it happens to boys too. Males oh, yeah. too. And they need a voice too because they have that stigma masculinity, you know, like right. oh, you know boys don't get <laughs> you know, boys can't do that or boys can't feel a certain way. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. The shame and the male masculinity stigma, like they but but some of their some of their traits of it it says it's seething anger, uh-huh. low sex drive, and erectile problems. And that's what was happening with Ken. Every time they touched his or they try to undo his belt, he just loses his, his mind. Right. You know? He's right. Just like, hey, mm-hmm. don't 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 do that. And then he, he, what did he, what did he say to the old girl? He's like, I think I had too much beer. Yeah. So it's just like, yeah, men don't, men don't, they feel like they don't have the same sort of voice because um, they're supposed to be men. They're supposed to be, you know, masculine. Right. They're supposed to take it. They're supposed to take and, it. That's and, what, you know, yeah. Yeah. So when that happens to them, they, they usually are the most ones that will keep quiet about it. Uh-huh. But also, how does it pertain to the Bible? I said, you know, sexual assault has been has been there. Uh, it, any sex crimes has been there. And it uh, said God created, you know, sex as an, to be an expression of love. Right. But in our depravity, in our depravity, he, uh, it's we perverted everything God has created as good. So resulting that in crimes of rape, sodomy, molestation, and other forms of assault. Um, like in Sodom and Gomorrah, where uh, a mob was trying to uh, rape these angels that were in like. Uh, human form. Yeah. Yep. And then uh, Psalms, uh, chapter thirty-four, verse eighteen. The Lord is near the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. And that has to do like with anything really, but it also involves like, you know, sexual. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Most definitely. I, I, I've seen some people, you know, bounce back, um, from, mm-hmm. uh, from sexual abuse, from rape, you know, uh, it, it, it doesn't happen overnight. It doesn't, you know, but it does happen and it can happen. You can get through it, you know, especially mm-hmm. like, like Proverbs says, if you have that guidance, if you have, counselors you know that will Mm -hmm. or not even counselors but just people that will see you through you know friends um i don't i don't don't think ken i don't think ken got that kind of guidance i think what happened with him is almost like a stock was that stock holdrum stockholm syndrome yeah yeah almost like where he loves it but he hates it too um i think what happened with him was like because cause he, he tells, he has a shrine. He has a shrine to his uncle. Yeah. He's like, he's like this is for you, you know, we'll, we'll get him, you know. We'll uh-huh. get him. I'm like, like, 
okay, well, he's your oppressor, but he's also your objection for some reason. So, and I think that's what happened to him. I think he was, I think it was done to him for so long that it's almost like natural to him. So naturally he wants to get revenge, but at the same time too, like he, he, it's like a bipolar thing. Because when he's killing these girls, he's talking to them like how his uncle would talk to him. Right. It, right. It, is, it is very. It, this is a, a. This is the the most the most darkest of the franchise of the of the four. I guess I could say. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, this is definitely dark. The and one. I mean, I guess maybe there is like a deep message that we could take from you know. Um, some of her, some of Massacre three, you know. Um, well, you know, I, I, I always try to dig deep. I'm always a girl. I do too. Right. I do too. You know it. You know it. And uh, well, Paul, do you have an opinion on how it could pertain to the Bible? And if you don't, sir, you do not have to answer. I I tried, and I I really couldn't come up with anything. Um, <laughs> uh, but. You know, I, I think we we're talking about like his uncle and stuff, but I think I think the movie might have been a little bit better if he killed his uncle and it was posted mm-hmm. as his. Oh but, yeah, that would have made it even better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, uh, but or it could be that you know, his motivation was that he didn't get his revenge on his uncle, and that's why he's taking it out on the world you know yeah that too you know i mean but yeah it's definitely the darkest of the of the franchise and it's also you know probably the funniest of the franchise too i mean there's a lot of humor in it and everything oh yeah so it i don't know um, I was kind of wondering where my ranking went with uh, with this one because I felt like it slipped a little. Yeah, upon like, rewatching you know, it. Uh, but after talking to you, know, this probably is my second favorite after the first one. Mm-hmm. You know, because it is the darkest entry, and it is, you know. Um, so you're like one, three, two. One, three, two, uh, requel. Yeah, I, I, I have, I have yet to see the requel. I, I'm gonna have to check that out. I, I bet you haven't seen it yet. Have uh-uh. you seen the requel? Uh uh-uh. uh Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a good one. Um, it's uh, um, uh. Like, does it follow the formula of the first one? Yeah. Well, yes and that, but it also takes you for a journey, too. There's a little... Mm -hmm. It takes you for a journey. It has has the same formula, but at the same time, too, it's its its own little... um, Right, it's its own... Too much away. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like it's, yeah. it's. I definitely watch it. It's so good. 
Yeah, it's the daughter of a girl that went to the high school mm-hmm. where the driller killer yep. went. And mm-hmm. um and then you also get to see the drill guitar again. Oh really? Um, yeah, yeah, that shows up in the movie. That's like one of the fun Easter eggs. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's really good. You really need to see it. Yeah, I was I was pretty I was pretty impressed with it. I was a little worried because sci fi made it. Uh yeah. But yeah. um <laughs> That can go either way. Um, <laughs> I yeah, I I I showed my sister. My sister likes horror movies too. Like uh, I showed her all this franchise, and then I was like, "Yo, there's a new. They they remade it, sort of." She's like, "Well, let's watch it." And then, <laughs> but being in the country, I don't have good reception, so I had to download uh-huh. it. And I was like so excited. I'm like, come on, come on, let's watch it. She's like, let's watch it at night. She's like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. And we watched it, and she was just like, wow. But yeah, definitely, definitely need to check it out. It, it's, it's. I will, I will check it out. Good. Yeah. It has, it, it, it like, like it follows the same formula, but it has its own formula, and like I said, it takes you on a, a different journey too. So. Yeah. And, and, okay. Now I have to ask though, how about the acting? Because you know that is a big thing with me. They have to know how to act. Were the it, actors good? It's new. It's new. And 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 I think I think it pays enough. I think it pays enough to to the eighties. Mm-hmm. I, I would. Yeah. I was not displeased. Yeah. Like. The acting is pretty serviceable. I mean, it's definitely Mm -hmm. a sci-fi movie, but it's not like you're going to see, like, Daniel Day-Lewis or some, you know, Oscar-winning performance, you know. But, you know, like, as far as a, you know, direct-to-cable horror movie. Right, right, yeah. It's serviceable. I mean, it's not like... You're gonna just say, "Oh man, these performances were awesome!" Right? Like, oh yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah. But like, you're not gonna say, "Oh my gosh, where did they find this?" Right, right. That's all I care about, right there, Paul. Yeah. Listen, yeah, to- it's not, it's not <laughs> Craigslist, right? But it's right, but they're not horrible. Yeah, yeah. Listen, yeah. I can deal with that. I can deal with. Oh, you're not, you're not half bad. I, I can deal with that. Yep, because that, that you know, and I, I I always say it. I always say it. I um, you can have a bad script with good actors, and that's okay. That's okay because you know the good actors will always you know offset the bad script. But you cannot have bad actors and have a bad script too. I mean, that's just a no go. You know. Yeah, and this and the script oh, yeah. is pretty good um yeah you know so. they do some funny funny things they flip some stuff um you know not to give anything away but you know um it's you know there's some shocking scenes in it and um you know it's funny um and how they play with expectations mm-hmm. uh you know like yeah, you know, the slumber party and the pillow fight and stuff like that. And 
pretty entertaining. Um, all right, all I, right. I I I, uh, I I I got it. I got it. I got a pretty good kick out of it. <laughs> well, I am definitely going to check it out one of these days. Um, I know it's on, I think it's on Prime, but I think I have to rent it or buy it or something. Uh, it's on Peacock, I think, for free. Oh, is it? If it, it was. Um, if it's still on Peacock, I will definitely watch it. Yeah. I'll, I'll, because I have Peacock. I have Peacock, so I will definitely watch it. Uh, uh, if not today, definitely tomorrow. Tomorrow, I know I'm, I have a lot to do today. So, but um, but yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm I'm gonna have to check that out, and I will. Yeah, yeah. It's on one of the things that I pay for. So, um... all I know is I just love older men. They're such gentlemen. <laughs> we are. And, 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 and yes, you we guys are. are. I, 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 I can attest to that. I, you know, uh, Brian. Is, well, Brian's not too much older than me, but uh, yeah, he's. How uh, old is he? I don't know, fifty. <laughs> they're supposed to be in high school. They're supposed to be in high school. They're supposed to be juniors. No, I thought they were. I thought they were in college. Yeah, I think oh, too. Are they? Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Okay, well, I was that thinking makes, that they were. That makes way more sense because yeah. yeah, she's like, we got one more year left of school. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because the because Ken was in like med school or something like that. That is true. Okay. Yeah. 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 I'm dumb. And it's not Peacock. It's Shutter that has it. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. See. Yeah. See. I don't even have Shutter. Man. I'm Ooh, yeah. It's only. It's only not even six bucks a month. Yeah, that. yeah, that's what somebody was telling me. So I, I might just go ahead and uh, get started. Get a free trial on Prime, and then yep. you can watch oh, it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. I'm definitely gonna do that. Well, guys, I'm gonna take one last little break. I I, I promise this is the last break that we're gonna take. And and um, when we get back, I will be um um discussing the five fun facts. And we will be back right after this. All right, warriors. So here is the five fun facts for you guys. Um, some of them are more interesting than others, but uh, just bear with me. Um, the opening scenes, and this is the first fun fact, uh, the opening scenes on the beach were shot on a freezing cold day in January. I'm telling you right now, I'd be sick. I, I don't do cold that well, so. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, that would be, that'd be a no-go for me. I'm like, uh, nope, I, I cannot be where there's freezing temperatures. I, I don't do cold that well. Okay, yeah. I grew up in the snowiest city in America, so. So yeah, I mean, you uh, and and actually, you know, Paul, I'm right there with you because I actually grew up in Michigan. Yeah. Yeah. Detroit, but, yeah, Detroit has but, some of the harshest winters. That's probably why you don't like it. Like affects snow. It's just not fun. No, no, it's not. 
Nope. So I, I should listen. I, I should let this know, but I hate it. I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I uh, think once you start driving in it, you just. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Because I Brian told that's me that Brian's like, I do not miss driving now. in the snow. <laughs> and uh, my uh, fun fact number two is. Um, after filming was completed, the leftover set was used for another Roger Corman produced sequel that was unrelated to its predecessor, Sorority House Massacre 2. Did you guys see that one? Yeah. Yeah, I saw um sorry, I saw both of them actually. I I think they made they made two or There's three. three. I was thinking that, that they made three because I think I've seen all three of those too. Yeah the, yeah, the third one's called Hard to Die. Oh, okay, okay, maybe. Yeah, like a different title. Yeah, okay. Um, but it's it's part three. Um, and like when the movie plays, it says Sorority House Massacre Three, Hard to Die. Uh, okay. But the movie is just called Hard to Die. Oh, well, shoot, that it could be on Tubi, and I just never thought that that was it. I'm going to have to yeah. uh, check Ooh. that out now. Because yeah, I know Sorority House, yeah, Sorority House Massacre 2 is on Tubi. Now, I don't know if yeah. they have the first one on there or not, but I, I actually really like the second one, though. I'm going to have to put that on my schedule, too, one of these. Years. I, th I thought the first one was, like, such a slow burn. I don't think I've even seen it all the way through. Yeah, part two is definitely better. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. Jim uh, Wise, Wisnorski, I can't say his name, made the second Sorority House Massacre movie, and it actually has footage from Slumber Party Massacre in it. Yes, it does. Yep. Oh, wow. So it's okay. like a combined um, movie. Yep, it, and it's crazy because, I mean, what they said on the fun fact is true. It's totally unrelated to Slumber Party Massacre, but yet they do have, like uh, Paul said, they have the footage of Harlem. Yeah. It's, it's really crazy, but, but it's really good, too. I really do like it, though. Um, my fun fact number three is, uh, we kind of already went over it, uh, Marta Cobra who played the mm -hmm. pizza girl was also in Friday the 13th part two as Sandra or Sandra. Coincidentally, two stars of the previous Slumber Party Massacre 2, Juliet Cummins and Heidi Kozak were also in the Friday the 13th franchise. Juliet was in part five as Robin and Heidi was in part seven as another Sandra. Okay. Yeah, um, with her, um, like I said, I have the Roger Corman collection of this, and with the commentary, the girl who played uh, Sandra in part two, uh -huh. of Friday Thirteenth, they were saying she was, she went missing for a little bit. I, she went homeless, I guess. Oh God. And got on, got on some drugs. Like they, they nobody knew where she was for a little bit and she was doing conventions for a little bit uh, yeah as a matter of fact as a matter of fact she was on the um 
documentary. She was on the Jason, um, his name is Jason documentary, if I'm not mistaken. And she was also on Crystal Lake Memories. I think. I, when I, was, I could when be I was wrong. looking at her last night, when I was looking at her last night, they, she had a couple of mug shots. And, oh, uh, oh so wow. Being like homeless and uh, substance abuse, and the rumors of uh, prostitution too. So it's just like it's really sad. It is. Like, that is sad. That's what I'm saying. Like we really need to like. Yeah, oh yeah. Pray for oh yeah. I'll, I'll definitely keep her in my prayers. Definitely. Well, you know who that that reminds me of. Uh, and you know this is a really big switch from from horror to comedy, but it does remind me of Sean Weiss. Um, the guy who plays uh, Goldberg on um, The Mighty yep. Ducks. Oh, he's yeah. doing so well. Oh, he's yes, so he well is. He's is. doing so much better. And I thank, I thank God for that. He is doing mm-hmm. very, very well now. Um, so so there's hope for Miss Marta. Wherever she mm-hmm. is, whatever she's doing, there is hope for her. If, if Sean Weiss mm-hmm. can get off of all that stuff, she can too. I'm just going to put that out there. Um, oh, and her birthday is coming up, too. Her birthday is on Monday. So. Uh, well, let's wish her definitely a happy birthday. Yes, a happy birthday. And, and I, I just hope that she can get the strength to get off the substance abuse. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Oh, my, my fun fact number four is, uh, Hope Marie, uh, Hope Marie, uh, I can't read my own handwriting. Uh, Hope Marie Carlton did her own stunt in which she crashes through a glass door. You know, Mm -hmm. I must say I did like that scene. Uh, the only thing is, I didn't know if she had lived or died. I don't know. Because it seemed like he did uh, try to drill her with the drill. But I didn't. I don't think he got a chance to, did he? Because I think somebody did something to distract him. Do you guys remember? Uh, Maria? I thought she bled out because of the broken glass. Oh, that very well could be. Yeah, because you you got to figure, you know, she she kind of like launched for it, and yeah, the glass probably broke all through her wrist and stuff. Yeah, yeah, you're probably yeah. right. You're probably right, Paul. I but, know in the commentary though, they said she had a a niche for like um, wigs. Oh, she always wore wigs, and you can definitely tell in this one. I'm like. Before I even listened to the commentary, I was like, is that a wig? <laughs> like, yeah, that's what she did. She she had things for wigs. Oh, my goodness. And, uh, well, my fun fact number uh, five, my last fun fact, is um, the opening beach scenes were shot on location uh, at Venice Beach. While the interiors of the house were filmed at Roger Corman's studio in Venice, Los Angeles, California. So yeah, they did it at his house. Huh? Yeah, that was like one of the last ones because he moved his studio over to Ireland. Oh, really? Uh, um, 
like, uh, I want to say like 91, 92. Oh, well, yeah. Then then this would have been the last movie. Like one of the last <laughs> ones, yeah. Yeah. And it's studio. I mean, you, you know, with, with 80s movies, continuity is not something that you want to pay close attention to, but those who do pay attention to continuity, um, the door for most shots is squared, and there's just one shot where they're doing the, uh, almost when they're about to do the striptease dance, the door is, um, like a rainbow shape. I don't know how, what, what shape that's called, mm-hmm. but it's like a, like a rainbow shape. Yeah, like and a half when, shape. Yeah. Yeah. But when the rest of the movie, it, it's, it's a square shape the whole time. So mm. you can definitely tell it's different. Right, right. That's in most movies, though, and, most, and in most TV shows, too. So, yeah. But, yeah, we were talking about sets. So I don't know. I don't know where that came from. But, yeah, this is a set. So, right. and that's what they said. That's what they said. They have the commentary with the director, and I think Diane and Jackie. Mm. I'm definitely okay. gonna have to get that uh, DVD. I'm gonna have to get Slumber mm-hmm. Party Three on DVD because I love I love listening to the commentaries because you get so much. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, you get so much from behind the scenes. Actually. Well, while we're talking about it, uh, Sally Matheson is the one that directed this. She's also doing some of the music, too, in the beginning, too. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, uh, as uh, Paul pointed out um, on his, um, I, I saw that you wrote about it on Facebook, Paul, and uh, you said that um, this whole franchise is actually directed and written by women. Yep. Yep. Every every single one, even even the uh, the one that's remade. Yep, even the people. Yep. All women. Wow. So yep. all women. The only one. I thought Wonder Woman was, but I guess uh, that Noah, the guy who wrote co-wrote Barbie, mm-hmm. uh, co-wrote the second Wonder Woman movie. Wow. Wow. So yep. I think it might be the only franchise that's 100% women driven. Mm-hmm. Wow. It yeah. really is. It really is. Because I can't find any other ones. Right. I mean, there's there's uh, American Psychos directed by a woman and Pet Cemetery one and uh, two. Yes, yes, and... yes. Yeah, but the remakes for guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but but it is interesting though that they were all made by women, and mm-hmm. and written by women. That's um yeah. yeah. And especially yeah. the third one, because you know for them to come up with a, well let's do a a sexual abuse thing but let's reverse it let's have a boy be you know sexually abused other than a girl yeah that was 
super taboo for 1990. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, um, and, uh, and I'm wondering, a- I'm wondering if the message kind of went over everybody's heads at the time too. You know, we're, yeah. we're, we're, you know, we're sitting up here, you know, dissecting it and seeing it, you know, but back then, um, it probably, you know, it, all everybody ever see is the kills, you know, or, well, you know, yeah. you know, you know, the slasher films, they just follow this formula. Everyone knows it's like beer or drugs, sex. And, and that's it. Butchering. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Like, like it's hard to really find a deeper meaning. But that's what I feel like that they're that that they were trying to do with this one. That's why they made it darker. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the first one was written by like a like a like a big time feminist. Um, yes, yes, I do know that. And published feminist as a parody of the slasher genre. Right. And. Right they were making fun of it because like in the first one, the girls, you know, work together to try to stop them. And, you know, and then you have like the phallic and, you know, um, the phallic imagery and, um, you know, with the drill, uh, and, and it was, you know, it's a lot smarter than any movie called Slumber Party Massacre, mm-hmm. uh, you know, has any right being. Right. Um, but it, it's wonderful, you know, it's just it is. really, you know. I, uh, oh, go ahead, Marlene. I, I, oh, I, I just watched the scene where uh, Juliet gets killed with the, the plug-in dildo, uh-huh. which we did yeah. not discuss. <laughs> And you know, like the it, it doesn't show it. It shows it through the um, the shower sliding door, but it's shaped as a cross too. So I wonder what that had to do with something too. Hmm. Yeah, but you know, I think another thing with this one that makes it a little different is that like the drill is always like in one and two is the murder weapon mm-hmm. and i think in this one it's just happenstance that ken finds the drill yeah because you know he was going to use the chainsaw originally and then he went for the drill well he, he, he the first kill was with the drill oh yeah the first kill is with the drill where did he get that from? in and yeah, and then the way he he because he gets the drill when when he kills um Frank or was it Frank or Tom? Uh, he kills both of them, I think, with the drill. He kills um Duncan. Uh, no, 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 but like in the lumber yard. Um, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, him. yeah. That was Tom. Yeah, yeah that was Tom. Um, and you know I'm flying off this, but yeah, like he he gets the drill randomly in that scene. Right. Mm-hmm. So, and then he also uses, like, the, uh, you know, like, unless he knew that drill was there, because he says, I know how to get in here, but. Right. You know, who knows? 
Yeah. Like I said, I I always watch it on repeat if I can. I've been watching it all week. I never have to watch this movie again. (laughs) I've been watching it all. Yeah. I've been watching it for the past couple of days. Uh, Yeah, I've been watching it all week on repeat. (laughs) And this one right here, I actually have the, the version that is 87 minutes long. Oh, okay. So I, I have the um, unrated. Mhm. Yeah. Not not unrated. Not not even unrated. It's the uh, Roger Corman part too, because in the in the um, when they're when they're talking about it, the commentary. The, right. there, there's three different versions. There's that one that's so long, and then there's another one that's unrated. And it's so long, but this is the Roger Corman collection, so it is incomplete. 87 minutes. The other one is like 83, and the other one's like 81 or something. And it's it's like the uh, has all the scenes in it because uh, actually they were surprising them when they're like they're like oh I forgot about the cat. Because there's a part where she's petting the cat. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about the cat, too. I was wondering if he killed the cat or not. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, well, uh, well, we'll move on to uh, the cast and crew that has passed on. Now, there's only two um, from this movie that has passed on. Um, Catherine Siren. Uh, she was. Uh, she wrote the screenplay. Uh, R.I.P. Yep. She passed away on December twenty fourth of last year, twenty twenty two, due to cancer, and she was sixty years old. Oh man. Yeah, that's young, right? Uh, and then Wayne Grace. He was Officer O'Reilly. He passed away on August thirteenth, last year. 2022, due to complications from bladder cancer. Yes, yes, yes. Which one's that one? The uh... That's the officer that was on the phone. Yeah, uh, that's the white one, I think. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I, like, there's so many lookalikes on this, on this movie, too. The main, Jackie, looks like the girl from um, Orange is the New Black. And then, yeah, <laughs> uh, Juliet. Juliet looks like what's her name? Her, I think her real name is Juno. She's she's done a couple of independent films I really like. I, I meant to look it up, so I wasn't gonna sound dumb. Right, because I I don't know now. Uh, uh, now Jackie, I know who who you're talking about, but um, mm-hmm. but Juliet, I don't know. I I'm not sure. Although I I do agree with you, they do look like other stars. You know, they do look yeah, like other uh, people. Juliet Juliet looks like this actress. That's name is I think his name is Juno. Oh, okay. I'm gonna. I'll look her up. I'll look her up. But yeah, and then uh, the black cop, the one is like, I'm gonna go over there on my time off and find out what's going on. Uh-huh. But he looked like um, he looked like uh, my favorite. TV dad. Carl Winslow. Yeah. Carl Winslow. Yes. <laughs> he looked yep. just like him. 
I know. Like I watched it. I watched it. My wife was in the room, and um, I said, "Oh my gosh, it's wish. It's wish Carl Weathers." (laughs) Or not Carl Weathers. Up. Wish uh, Carl Winslow. Well, okay, so now we move on to my Gribber's reaction. And um, I, I didn't get many people that knew about this film at all. Uh, my que- it's hard to find. Yeah. It really is. And my, my uh, question to everyone was, um, have any of you ever seen Summer Party Massacre 3? It's an underrated gem of a movie and the last film in the Summer Party Massacre franchise. If you haven't seen it, you can watch it for free on YouTube, which you can. And that's how I watched it. Um, if you have seen it, did you like it? Who was your favorite character? And whose skill scene was your favorite? But nobody, <laughs> nobody has really seen it. Um, uh, Lise Hunt has have not seen it. Uh, she says, I have not seen this movie. Uh, Brandon Devachia. He says, I have one and two on DVD. This is the only one I haven't seen in the trilogy. And I'll definitely check it out, though, if it's really that good. And uh, same with Gustavo Perez. He says, I don't think I ever saw this one, but I have one and two on DVD. And, of course, he tells us what we already know. Crystal Bernard from Wings, the TV series, is in part two. And we already knew that. You know who Crystal mm-hmm. Bernard is, um, but but yeah, well, uh, guys, we have come to the end of my podcast. Um, I don't have any more questions and no more fun uh, facts to share, and only only a couple of people have passed on, and nobody has re- we know that nobody has really seen this movie. <laughs> so, uh, but oh, well, some- they're missing. They're missing out. They're missing they out. are actually. Yeah. They are. It's actually a like I said. It's a gem of a movie. You know, uh, this is classic nineteen nineties. You know, the mm-hmm. the very 80, 89, 90, Yeah. Yep. Um, the, exactly. The, I think they started shooting it in eighty nine, but definitely the beat. You can tell were shot in nineteen ninety. So, you yeah. can tell. You could kind of. Uh, differentiate between the years. Yeah. Well, uh, guys, oh, go ahead, Marlene. I'm sorry. Oh, I was was saying I'm just at the part where Tom and uh, Ken are fighting, and I'm like, yeah, that's a really good fight scene. Yes, I'm telling you, that's my favorite scene right there. I love the reveal of Ken. I love it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, guys, Guys, I, I, I want to mention my um, group page, Horror Movie Warriors. Uh, you guys can go ahead and um, uh, join if you guys so choose to. Uh, Marlene is actually one of my moderators, and she will let you in. She's been letting a lot of oh, people yeah. in. Yeah, 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 yeah. I thank you for that, Marlene. When me and my admins are, are away, we know that we can trust you to uh, to let everybody in. But, but you know what? Uh, Paul, I I had you on for Maniac Cop, and I I forgot, I completely forgot to let the listeners know that they could also join your great group. Uh, You have 
uh, sir, let me just tell you, your, your 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s group rules. I love Thank it. Thank you. Oh, yeah. I want, I want to join that. I'm, I'm not a part of that. I would <laughs> like to be a part of that. It rules, oh, yeah. Marlene. I, I, I really love it. I, I, the community that you have, and, and even though, you know, uh, we're both horror movie, you know, fans, but I feel like my group is different than yours. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, like, I, we're old, old, old horror movies. Uh, yeah. Um, Okay. Yeah. Nostalgia, but yeah, uh, yes. Oh my gosh! But I love it. I love the nostalgia, and that's what I love about it. And that's why I haven't joined the two thousands <laughs> because I I just love the sixties to the nineties. You know, yeah, so yeah. much more. And and that's yeah. why I haven't joined the two thousand because uh, I know you that's you do have a a subgroup too. Uh, yeah, that's where my, that's where my mother's at too. She, uh, after the 2000s, she's like, these are just cheesy. She, what, what she's talking about, what she's trying to express, she does not like CGI. Yeah, I don't either. I, I, and she's I'm with like, mom. She doesn't, know, she doesn't know the terminology. I was like, you mean you like the practical effects? She's like, I want it to look real. This is just, I know this is like computerized, and I don't know nothing about computers. And she goes off about not knowing about computers. I agree with mom. (laughs) So, like, yeah, I love practical effects, too. So she's like, don't show me movies that's going to put that IGA. I'm like, it's not IGA, it's CGI. She's she's like, well, whatever, whatever it's called. I don't don't like it. Don't show me movies like that. Yep, I'm I'm telling you. That's why, Marlene, I, I really cannot wait until we discuss the howling next week. Ooh, uh, yes, yes. Uh, Me uh, too. Uh, we're going to be discussing the howling next week. We're going to be discussing um, uh, on Friday. On Friday, I'm discussing Screen Five. Mm-hmm. Um, on Saturday, you know, which I have Marlene and uh, there's somebody, uh, uh, Jay Bullington, I believe, is going to be with us, uh, Marlene, and we're going to be yes. discussing the howling. And then on Sunday, love it. On Sunday, I'm going to be discussing. Um, uh, it, it's very bad, but it's good. It's cheesy, bad, good. If that I is a it. thing, uh, we're going to be discussing. Smoke, smoke some of the devil's lettuce, and it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> we're going to be discussing nine seven six evil two. I'm not sure if you guys Ooh, have knew that there was a part two. But there's a part two, and I'm going to be discussing it next week with uh, David Hahn, and I think he might be the only one on there. So, but um, uh, yeah, so can't wait for that. Oh, and before we go, I do want to um, let you guys know that I am now, again, um, I am promoting my horror movie warrior shirts. I actually, uh, um, they're on a discount they will be discounted until out the day after christmas so uh marlene if you want to buy another horror movie warrior shirt i I, I have to because i I was just going to bring that up because that reason why i'm not wearing mine is because i don't know where it's at (laughs) well go ahead and buy one today if you want to girl uh paul if you want to buy go ahead and buy a horror movie warrior shirt please do sir they like i 
said they're at a discounted price now and you guys can go on the group page and um the shopify link is on the group page so well guys this has been so great and uh, i think everybody is going to see this uh, movie in a different way after this podcast so um what until t- tomorrow when i discuss um uh west craven's new nightmare this has been latrice carter uh, paul Kalkoff, and marlene miller and we will see you guys later bye guys bye. later